Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, providing everything you'd need to hit the circle or the big stage. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show. How are you, folks? Are you as well? Hope you are. No matter where you're listening to the pod right now, hope you're keeping rightly. Indeed. Another week has rolled round in the bagpiping world and we are back again. We managed to survive after last week. <laughs> Woo! Uh, right, well, before we get into everything that's happening on this week's pod, uh, let's go through your introductions then, shall we? Yes. If this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week we're here thumping out the bagpiping goodness. So where else would you be? Yeah. And like every other podcast out there, yes, I know, that's another plug again. We do have a Patreon. Each week we manage to give a, a shout out to our Patreon faithful. You guys over there are awesome. Yeah, if you want to get your mitts on all of that extra stuff, and trust me, there's tons over there, uh, then consider clicking on the link then and going to Patreon, clicking on support and being part of the Patreon faithful. And uh, you get a wealth of stuff over there for your trouble. Yeah, plus you're helping support your own wee favourite bagpiping podcast. There you go. Okay, right, let's get into this week's show good and proper. I feel that this one's going to be another bumper episode. Uh, well, let's get into listener mail then, first of all. Our email address has never changed. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com. Now, to kick us off, we've got an email here from... Jason. Now, Jason hasn't given us a surname, and that's fine. Uh, but Jason says, uh, following last week's episode, is a big grab. Thank you for tackling, finally, the elephant in the room. And let's call a spade a spade. It is a massive mess, and I'm glad that you reported that fact on your pod. Thanks so much, Jason. Very straight and to the point there, Jason. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, for those of you who missed last week's episode, uh, 352... Uh, where we talked about what is going on. Uh, yeah, I guess calling a spade a spade, it's a mess. Uh, so, yeah, we did go into all of the details of the situation that is, yeah, with the, the Nat Russell and all of that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even want to get into it now, if I'm honest. But yeah, it's very complicated. It's a very tangled web. And we did our best last week to chat all about it. You can go back and listen to it. We did get a few emails on it, of course, some of which that don't want to be read out, but giving some quite strong opinions on the subject and asking me, why didn't I say this and why didn't I say that? Well, yeah, to answer those emails, uh, this is a very fluctuating and fast-moving situation. All of it... uh, is fast developing, and I dare say that uh, rather than reporting on conjecture, rumour, and all of that kind of stuff, we'd rather just wait for the actual facts to reveal themselves. And that's where we are at the moment. We are hoping, on hope, that we will have some open communication from the RSPBA themselves, and I guess we're just going to have to watch this space. So please don't think by omission that we're not you know, addressing again the elephant in the room, but we will do our best to kind of review this situation as it does move forward, uh, because I dare say we have not heard the end of this yet. Uh, So, yeah, prepare uh, for a what's going on part two, quite possibly. Yeah. 
Anyway, if you've no idea what I'm talking about, go back, listen to last week's episode. That's what we've got our listener mail on this week. Indeed. Now, we also got another wealth of email in from folk asking about the Big Rab Show Awards. Yes, tons of nominations were flying in all the way up until the deadline. And a whole bunch of questions as well. And I do hope to manage to address all of those questions to do Rab Show Awards in this week's topic. And we'll get into all of that. All right, Rab Show Awards, a plenty, loads of information. And that'll be all later on in the show. Indeed. So thank you, everyone for sending us in your listener mail as always bigrabshow at gmail.com get in contact with us and we love to know your thoughts and opinions if you do want those thoughts and opinions to be kept from the air and not broadcast then do let us know and in the body of your email somewhere say hey rab maybe don't read this out but you know what i mean okay there you go now also a real good way for you to get your thoughts opinions and all of that across is Weekly Drone. Yes, our favourite feature on the show here, Weekly Drone. Uh, we've uh, It's been a bit quiet on the Weekly Drone front now this past couple of weeks. Uh, so we do have a stockpile of them, however. So what we're going to do for Weekly Drone this week is we're not going to have one. However, next week's Big Rab Show pod... Yeah, episode 354 will be our our weekly drone episode. We've got so many that have been sitting on the back burner over this last few months. Uh, obviously, with the worlds and everything, that we couldn't do weekly drones because we were on the ground doing things. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to dedicate a full episode of the Rab Show podcast all to weekly drones. So, if you do want to send in your own weekly drone, do it now. All right, there hasn't been a better time because, as I say, we're going to fill next week's episode all with weekly drones. So... There you go. You've been warned. Go along to the Big Rab Show website, thebigrabshow.com. And there's a big button right at the top of the page saying Weekly Drone. Now, you can give us your story, thoughts, opinions, all of it, absolutely warts and all, and completely anonymous, which is the beauty of it, too. And no matter what you put in there, we'll get JD to read out, which is quite funny as well. Uh, So that's a challenge, actually. You know, can we have JD pronouncing some really complicated names of things? That would be fun. Um, So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, JD, if I encourage the audience to do that, but that, that could be funny. Uh, but yeah, Weekly Drone Show is next week. So if you do want to send in your own Weekly Drone, go ahead. That's where you can go. BigRapshow.com, big button at the top of the page. Send us in your own Weekly Drones, and we'll check them out next week. Okay. Right. Seeing how we don't have any Weekly Drones this week, we'll just move swiftly on. Yeah, you guessed it. It's time for Word of the Week. <laughs> Word of the Week here on the Big Rapture Podcast. Failure. Yes, this week's Word of the Week is failure. Now, I believe that failure can be looked at in two different ways. All right, now there's the one way that you can look at it and go, "Uh, I tried that thing and it was an absolute failure. I'm never going to do it again. It was horrible. Never, never, never. And that's kind of the negative way of looking at failure. But you can also kind of flip it on its head and go, okay, well, I tried something new there. It didn't work. It failed. But I learned something, you know? And at least I tried, I guess. Failure, to us here in the Big Rab Show, we're no stranger to it. We've tried many things over the years of producing the Big Rab Show. A lot of them have fallen flat and not worked at all. Do you remember Big Rab Show TV and the launch of it? 
Yikes. Uh, thankfully, now Rabshow TV is kind of up and running and we're doing what we can over there on YouTube now. Uh, tons of great stuff over there. But let's say the launch of it didn't go swimmingly. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's been other failures along the road, you know, after 350 plus episodes. Come on, there's bound to have been some lame ducks in there. Uh, there have been some failures along the road, uh, but there's also been quite a number of successes. And I would argue that to get success, you also need failure along the road. No one in this bagpiping game can honestly say that they have been absolutely blistering from the beginning. You have to be willing to suck at the very beginning. (laughs) You have to be willing to fail at stuff. And this instrument of ours can absolutely humble you in the blink of an eye. And, you know, you might be on top of your maintenance, your tuning. You have all your tunes learned by heart and you can play it backwards. And then you take them out of the box one weekend to play a gig and everything goes wrong. And your instrument just says, mm-mm, not today. And, yeah, you, the, the gig, the show, the contest can be an absolute failure. And that's part of the process. It's part of this piping game that we're in. That's what makes it so interesting. And, yeah, we want you out there to kind of look at failure during this winter season. I dare say a lot of you will be experiencing failure right now. <laughs> myself included you go to band practice or whatever you think you know the set and everything and you go "Ah, i know this yeah i can go in here and you know the pipe major lee tipper they'll be happy with me you know i've been working at home thinking ah this is fine and then you you sit down at the table uh, with the chanter or the practice pad and then realize uh the hands won't work the brain's not switched on at all uh you're playing the wrong tune it's the wrong line You're playing a wrong movement in there, there's wrong notes, and it's just a big giant mess or failure. So I guess that's part of the learning process, isn't it? So very long story short for Word of the Week this week, but we do want you to think about that word going forward through these winter months. Failure is not a negative. It's absolutely a positive. That needs to happen throughout all of our practicing, our learning, and improving. Because you can't improve without failure, you know? So there you go. Hope that makes some sort of logical sense for you. This week's word of the week is failure. There you go. All right. Let's move on. Well, I guess, yeah, I think it's time for What's the Crack already. Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off. Showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration. Proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection, the dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big rab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. Dojouniversity.com forward slash Big Rab for a 30-day free trial. 
Hey Rob, what's the crack this week? Rob, what's the crack this week? Hi Rob, what's the crack this week? 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 Hey Rob, what's the crack this week? Right, what's the crack? Well, Reed Maxwell's been working on a new book. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Plus, I was on an episode of The Piping Show. Don't know if you managed to catch that, but yeah, it's a cracker. Also, we have to talk to Andrew Douglas about this brand new bagpipe tuning, tuning thing that he's working on. It's, it's kind of complex, but also incredibly interesting. We'll get into all of that too. The city of Newcastle have a brand new bass drummer, as well as Police Scotland Fife have a brand new pipe sergeant. It's got tons of movement happening. Also, here we have the National Piping Centre and the Prince's Foundation working on a brand new training course talking about piping for health purposes. Yeah, we'll chat about that. Plus, of course, this weekend is the World Solo Drumming Championship. We have to talk about it. It's going to be huge. And we also have the finalists announced for the BBC Radio Scotland Young Traditional Musician of the Year 2024. Oh, there's a lot to unpack there too. So, right... Let's get into all of it. It's time for all the news and updates. McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan instrument maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. Proud supplier of bagpipes, small pipes and chanters to Ali the Piper. One-of-a-kind instruments crafted from the finest materials using traditional skills for more than 30 years. Attention to detail and dedication to the highest standards of quality guarantee you a bagpipe which is more than just a musical instrument, but also a work of art. Custom made for you in a variety of wood with the widest range of profiles in the industry. Repair, restoration, replacement, refurbishment services also available. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. So that last story there we had and watched the crack, let's just start with that one then, shall we? Yeah, the finalists have finally been announced for BBC Radio Scotland Young Traditional Musician of the Year Award 2024. Now we know there's quite a process to actually get to this length, uh, so full congratulations to everyone who's been listed here. So let's read a hashtag list, we love lists. We have Callum McElroy of course, he's a guitar player, mandolin and voice and he's from Aberdeenshire. We have Ella Munro, she's a singer of course from Sky and Glasgow of course. We also have Evie Waddle who's a singer and a stop dance percussion musician so that's quite interesting. Yeah, there you go, shout out to Evie. And now also representing the bagpiping world, no pressure, is John Doe. John Doe! Legend! Yes, congratulations, John, making it through. Now, we've had John on the show many times before, of course, uh, yeah, and we are huge fans of his music, so, yeah, congratulations, John, making it through to the final there, and we'll be following with interest. Now, also, we have Matt Tigg from London, actually, he's a fiddle player. Uh, we also have Rory Ian Gray, and he yeah, singer from South Uist. So that completes your lineup. So as you can see, a lot of vocalists in there. Not a lot of, uh, you know, flute and whistle players like we've had in previous years. Uh, so, hey, awesome to see John in there. John Do, shout out to John. John Do, the legend. 
Congratulations, making it through to the final there. Uh, so, yeah, the competition itself will be held on the 4th of February next year as part of the Celtic Connections Festival. And, yeah, we want to wish John and everybody else, of course, in the Young Traditional Musician of the Year competition the very best of luck. That's not easy. Uh, so, yeah, congrats to everyone making it through there. Yeah. I did say that the City of Newcastle pipe band have a brand new bass drummer. have to give a shout-out to David O'Neill, who's, who will be picking up the bass drum. Yeah. So apparently he's making the jump then from the Royal Borough of Annan. Uh, so yeah, he's taking that jump then to the City of Newcastle. So best of luck. Yeah. So the band obviously want to give a shout-out to Gary. Of course, Gary Proud, he's been the bass drummer for this last few years, but is moving on. Uh, so, hey. There you go. Just want to give a shout-out to David O'Neill, who'll be now taking up the bass at the city of Newcastle. Great stuff. Okay, so that's a couple of little news stories, just to kind of wet your whistle at this point. But last week, we talked about a tuning algorithm that the Piper's Dojo have been working on. And, uh, yeah, I was absolutely fascinated with this. Now, since then, since we were talking about this on last week's show... There's been a wealth of content all across social media from the Piper's Dojo. Andrew Douglas has been working tirelessly promoting this and telling us all why this is so exciting. And, yeah, I've been absolutely glued to all of this. There's been tons of great video interviews, little hints and tips and stuff about what's included in the course. It's absolutely fascinating. So I had to ask the man himself, what all is this about and uh, why should we be interested? So I think at this point we should welcome Andrew to the pod, shouldn't we? So, welcome to the podcast, Andrew Douglas. Andrew, how are you, man? Good. Thank, thanks, as always, uh, for having having me on and, you know, really appreciate it. Uh, you're very welcome. I think the last time we actually had you on the pod was kind of unofficial, where we were caught in what we call a tone sandwich. Do you remember that? At the oh, World Championships. Uh, at the Worlds. You know, I yeah. <laughs> I tried to find I tried to find that because I remembered that. So, But I it, did it make it into the episode or not? It did. I had to put it in. It was good comedy value. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you um, if you can, uh, let me know the timestamp because I listened I for a while, but there was like so much great content. I, I couldn't find it. Dead that episode. I think the first on the ground one was like an hour and a half long. So no, yeah. you're you're quite okay. That, yeah. So I'll I'll get that to you. But it was quite funny. We were standing listening to Simon Fraser, and I think it was at Boghall or something behind us. Yeah. I think it was just intense. So yeah, and SFU yeah. was sounding SFU was sounding great, as I recall. They're just mm. sounding just absolutely booming. Yeah, oh, they yeah. they drew a big crowd for sure. So that's what I want to talk to you about sound. Yeah, because you're working on something really quite unique, and we mentioned it in last week's show. So this is why I have you on this week. Tell us about this, Andrew. What is this you're working at? Well, uh, thank God I'm not working at uh, working at it anymore. Really, I mean, uh, a couple little uh, things were tweaking, but. Uh, finally the project is over so it's actually a project that i think nearly killed me and it's been going on for probably 18 months or so now just um you know basically you know how it goes rab right Mm. so you're uh you're doing your thing and you think to yourself oh i have a good idea i'm gonna make a course that takes a, a deeper dive into bagpipe tuning i feel like i have a lot to offer in that space and then uh 18 months later you, you know, barely. <laughs> the problem is um, the yeah, and, and it's not really a problem, but but the problem is um, just a little bit of background. I started writing this course because uh, we did the Dojo University tuning clinics for many mm-hmm. years. Yeah, I remember um, those. And, yeah, and we we kind of got good at it. Like we kind of got good at figuring out how we're going to explain tuning, how we're going to teach it, and so on. Hmm. Uh, and that was sort of the real foundation of the course that I started writing, but. 
about maybe two thirds of the way through the course, it's just like, man, I think this goes a little bit deeper than, than uh, I think it goes a little bit deeper than just how we teach it. Mm. I just have a funny feeling. This is the way that you're supposed to do it. And, and like, how would you, how would you demonstrate that? And uh, I'm not quite sure. However, I came up with the idea that maybe I should just interview people that are, you know, uh, great bagpipers and mm-hmm. then pick their brains about it. And and then I can sort of like see whether or not I'm on the right track or not with how we're thinking about tuning. Yeah. So I started with Jim McGilvery was my first one. Uh, Colin McClellan and Rab Matheson, they were early ones. And then we mm-hmm. went all the way through to just a few weeks ago, I was able to catch Jack Lee for an hour. Um, but ah, I just talked to, I just talked to 11 I ended up speaking with 11 of the world's best pipers, just picking their brain. And sure enough, like, I think that there are uh, some really major themes that go through how everybody tunes their pipes. Um, And it's uh, sure enough, exactly the way that we were going about teaching it at the dojo. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, don't, don't misunderstand me. Everybody does things slightly differently here and there. Like, Mm -hmm. like Stuart, for example, Stuart and Callum Beaumont, uh, come to mind as not using pressure variants very often uh, when it comes to tuning their chanter to the drones, but mm-hmm. then a whole bunch of pipers do. Uh, but uh, there are common themes. And anyway, um, that sort of it turned this course into something that we're now calling a suite because we've got the interviews, we've got the uh, theoretical course, practical course, we've got a 90 day training plan because, like, what good is knowledge if you're not going to implement it, right? There so, you go. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, anyway, it got a little crazy, Rab. So I was going to say you kind of got lost in the detail of it all, and there's so much of it, Andre, as yes. well. So this also has a book as well, quite a yes. heavy, heavy duty book as well. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about I, this. It's actually upstairs. If I get a chance later, I'll grab it. But uh, yeah, so basically, we've done this for a while now at the dojo. I don't know about you, but I feel like. I don't necessarily learn better, but I learn differently when I when I'm using a book versus when I'm in front of a screen. Yeah. So yeah. so we've done this a lot, and um, uh, and also you know I wrote the whole course. That's actually my process. Is at some point when I sit I down and I do something, um, I try to just write it all out. Um, I'm not like a great writer, but I find that if I write it all out. I can kind of like move things around and think about things and figure yeah. out the right way to say things and so on and so forth. So I had it all written, uh, uh, written out anyway. Um, and so we decided to turn it into a textbook. So um, all of the stuff in the tuning course, plus transcripts from all those interviews I told you about uh, go into oh, the textbook wow. as well. Yeah. So I have to say those interviews are worth their weight in gold. Now, uh, we can check your website and everything here and you know, there's little clips on here that I've been really thoroughly enjoying. So uh, for those watching the video right now of the interview, you're now looking at it. So this is pipersdojo.com slash tuning. So here you go. And yeah, it goes into a lot of detail here as to what's all involved in the course. But what I've been really enjoying is like these little clips of people, Mm -hmm. these little testimonials of people who've been through it. Uh, But also those, you know, big interviews, as you say, like some of the biggest names in the piping scene, yeah, if you scroll down, if you scroll down all the way to the bottom, Rab. Yeah, uh, I've got I've got a five minute chunk of uh, all the interviews I did, or actually almost all. I don't think Jack Lee's in there yet. Oh, I see. Yeah, so I had been furiously going through these and watching them all uh, just ahead of our interview. <laughs> I've been really enjoying them. Ah, so here we go. We've got Jim McGilvery, Colin McClellan, yeah. Roddy McLeod, and 
Oh, you did? You asked him about the Roddy High, eh? <laughs> oh, you have to. I, I asked him. I, I tried to be as respectful as I could. And I told yeah. him, you know, don't don't tell me the secrets if you don't want to. But but also, <laughs> please, please tell me how you get the high A. Oh, here, that's worth the price of it there, right? Oh, wow. So there you it, go. No, yeah. no. I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't buy the course if you think that he's just going to come out and tell you how he gets it. Because no. yeah. uh, I think it's a process, you know, like I think all of these yeah. players, all these players have. Uh, their process that they use and and they're all going for slightly different things and they all have yeah you know slightly different styles and types of sound that they like so I, I guess that's the big question too it's like at some point you the listener out there you have to decide what your process is going to look like and um mm. and and learn how to get it on a consistent basis yeah that's it too yeah so no, we have you know matt mcisaac lincoln hilton callum beaumont Rab Matheson, as you say, there's got a lot of big names here, Andrew. Uh, so, th- yeah, these interviews worth their weight in gold. Uh, so, yeah. one of the things I've noticed is that through these clips, as you mentioned, everyone has their own little process. You know, yes. like, yeah, listening to that little Stuart Little clip that you have there, he talks about, you know, how he tunes his drones. He doesn't switch them off, he just keeps all three on. And then it's trial and error for him. He's, I love yes. what he said, actually. He says, uh, he takes them out of the box and he guesses. He, guess, he guesses where they're going to be. In yes. comparison to his low way. And then I think that's, I um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things I've always taught. And uh, it was great to uh, put my heads together with these guys. And mm. like, you know, they're doing the same thing, which I kind of already knew because, you know, uh, yeah. I, I played with Stuart for years as a younger person in the SFU band. And like, yeah. you know, you, uh, you hang out with these people and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. But, but there you go. That's something that um, really you can't overstate is that I think night, well, in the beginning, 99% of it is just guessing. And yeah. and then you guess, <laughs> you guess and you either make things better or you make things worse. Yeah. But but like if you make things worse, that doesn't mean mean you're a bad person. It just means you should go the other way instead, right? Um, exactly. and yeah. and tune, tuning is really built from that uh from that basic trial and error framework. Yeah. Um, just kind of like riding a bike, right? I mean, so they can tell you you got to pedal your feet and you got to try and balance and, and you can steer a little bit, but then you got to get on there and try it. And as we all know, uh, some things work and some things don't, but um, if it doesn't work, you know, not to do that again. And if it does work, you can do more of that. And really tuning is just a, a feedback loop That's uh, it. along yeah. those lines. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to ask you some of my own questions and from my own experience, okay. and hopefully the listeners will gleam some from, from this, but all I've right. been having a lot of problems with tuning myself. I don't know. Now you've mentioned this already, but you don't like everybody has a set of ears and that everyone's able to tune. All right. My difficulty is, now, I don't know if any other listeners listening will probably start laughing now, but whenever I have the drones going on my shoulder, I find it difficult to hear. Like I can get the outside tenor. That's fine. I can lock it in with the A and that's okay. And then I get, once I get my bass going though, I don't know what it is. It's like the frequencies cancel each other out. I can't hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure what's going on (laughs) um well so we could talk about that so Hmm. so uh first of all uh i was not surprised to hear uh because of course i when i tune my bass drone it's Hmm. much more difficult than just tuning the two tenors right once you get the bass in the mix it's much more difficult Um, yeah that's it Mm -hmm. the good news is i've got good news and bad news oh okay The, the good news is i think that's just a fact of nature and I right. think everybody, okay. I think everybody has a hard time hearing the bass. As a matter of fact, I, 
in the interview with Jack Lee, I remember discussing that uh, oh. and, and all these other good players. Yeah. The base is like, mm. it's a fact that it's harder to hear. So uh, the good news is you're not alone. Right. Okay. That's good. I'll take that. So it's and not then, that I'm getting old or hard of hearing or anything like that. No, exactly. You're not getting old. <laughs> Uh, and then the bad news is that uh, you still have to learn how to tune it. There you go. There's no avoiding it. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it is. It is harder. So so what I would do uh, mm-hmm. is I would have you practice tuning the two tenors together. No chanter, no nothing. Just practice mm-hmm. tuning the two tenors together. Get good at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once you're feeling confident, turn off one of those tenors and bring the bass in instead. And then just practice bringing the bass and the tenor in right. and out of tune i think hmm, i think uh i was tempted to go with an analogy there but i think i'm just going to stick with the main script here so mm-hmm. a lot of people they'll get the bass drone kind of in tune with the tenor mm-hmm. and that will uh and that'll be the end it's like hey good job pat on the back but what i'd like right. to see you do and other people do is bring the bass in with the tenor as best as you can but mm-hmm. then just purposefully bring it out again and back in again and just go back and forth and maybe uh. do maybe do 25 reps of that. And and in, that might seem like a lot, but it's a few seconds per rep. So maybe it's like four or five minutes, just do four or five minutes yeah. of bringing the bass in tune with the tenor as an exercise. It out. Yeah. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. out, out, like definitely out of tune. Like, Ooh, yeah, that definitely sounds bad. And yeah. then back and then back in the direction where it sounds better and go ahead and try and get it perfect. But, even if you don't, you know, after a few seconds of trying, just bring it back out again, mm. back in and just, just practice listening to it. Uh, yeah, one of the things, yeah, mm. you know, uh, just get those reps in and just think about it. And uh, done is better than perfect. And if you could do that a couple of times a week, mm. I think, by I think by the end of the month, um, th- now the bass is always going to be harder than the tenors, but by the end yeah. of a month, it won't be that hard anymore. And you'll, you'll get the hang of exactly what it is you're trying to listen for. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, just get those reps in. Right. I see. So that, that's all down to practice then, really. So the R's and R's of me going, wow, 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 over my left shoulder. And I go, is this in tune? Is it not? <laughs> and then yeah. what I would do is I would send a recording to my tutor. I said, you know, I, I think this is OK. So I'll send a video and hope for the best. And then, and, you know, Andrew's like, Rob, what have you done to your drones? <laughs> you know, uh, so. No, but I think yeah. that. uh I think that you are getting better. And and remember, if you just send a one recording to your instructor, mm. you know, you might not quite have it perfectly in tune. And um, yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't want to say that's not the goal, but I think that the, I think the short-term goal should just be to get some practice listening to it. Mm. And and we yeah. want to hear those, those wah-wahs. We want to hear those beats in between the bass and the tenor. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the most important thing. And then over time, we'll get good at just getting those beats to slow to a slow complete stop. And yeah, there you but go. Yeah, that's always a hard thing. You know, Jack Lee said something that surprised me. Well, which is that when he gets his pipes out, he plays his drones first. Oh, uh, really? You know, oh. before he puts his chanter in the pipes, he just blows the drones for a few minutes. And I was mm. thinking to myself, yeah, like, too, cool. I do that, too. It's nice to get them warmed up. And he was like, well, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm partially getting them warmed up, but I'm also just practicing tuning the drones oh, wow and i i thought it was really interesting that a master player still would have to practice getting the drones mm. in tune but yes yeah we do it's a it's an ongoing thing there you go oh it's fascinating yeah so well i have to talk about then obviously the world championships last year's world championships compared to this conditions were so different 
And we've yeah. seen different tactics at play from different bands. Some not blown at all, some just a little bit and all of that. Do you talk about that in the tuning course? Yes. You know. Oh, you do? Yes, we do. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, me, uh, and I, I'm sure I mentioned the 2022 Worlds a couple times because right. it was so it was so crazy. I was. I, I, yeah. I don't think I'll, I, I'm not sure I'll ever forget just how hot that Worlds was. But <laughs> but yeah, as, as a matter of fact, we do talk about it in the course because I've never seen a course, and, and I'm sure the internet can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've mm. never seen a tuning resource before. Uh, I I'm, I don't think one exists that really talks about the complete game of bagpipe tuning from A to Z, right? Yeah. So there, yeah. there's the art of getting the drones in tune. We talked about that just now and getting mm-hmm. the chanter in with the drones, but that's just, that's just the tip of the iceberg grab. So what, yeah. what the real thing that makes bagpipe tuning so difficult is that there are so many variables that play into the process that uh, no one can expect to stay in tune for very long ever. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And there's all these, these, all these variables going on. So how do we think about those variables and how do we learn to cope with them? That's really the crux of what this course is all about, because mm. even if you can get your pipes in tune, usually by the time you're done, the chanter has changed. Uh, so you. much already. Yeah, Exactly. exactly. So it goes on how long you're blown for, you know, are you a wet blower, are you a dry blower, or even the temperature, the rain, is it sun, is it, you know, yeah. so many and different things. Exactly. Yeah. And, and how are your pipes set up and do you have moisture control and yeah. what kind of bag are you using and have you pinched your reed lately or have you licked it or, uh, you, you know, <laughs> the, uh, the, the list goes on and on. Are you feeling nervous? Right. See that are too. You, yeah. Are you actually blowing steady? Are you, are you underblowing because you're nervous or are you overblowing? Uh, and and how go. do you know? And then, you know, uh, and then by the way, now you've been performing for two or three minutes, you mm-hmm. know, the chanter's changing in pitch. Is that like, what should I do about that? Can I avoid that in the future? You know, yeah. there's all, all of that. And so what we try to do, it's sort of why we, we named the suite, the great bagpipe tuning algorithm, because I was going to really, ask you about this. Yeah. That title, where yeah. did it come from? Well, tuning, (laughs) tuning is not just, tuning is not just a thing that you do, right? Mm -hmm. Tuning is an ongoing process, right? And what an algorithm does, okay, now it sounds, if you've seen the social dilemma, it sounds kind of scary, right? But (laughs) really, like an algorithm, is just a set of procedures for dealing with um, ever changing inputs. That's really what it is, or, or, or dealing with my laundry machines going off. Can you hear it? No, no, you're you're cool. Yeah, no. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, um, so like the, the computer algorithm has all these inputs that it deals with, uh, Google maps is a favorite example of mine. Right. So, Mm. so we have our, we have our thing we want to achieve. We want to get from my house to big Rab's house. There you go. Uh, and then Google maps has a whole bunch of procedures that deals with a really large number of inputs, right? Like, you know, uh, what roads are available to us? Does he want to take the scenic route? Does he want to avoid tolls? Does he want to save on gas money, right? And so yeah. they have a set of procedures that can deal with all of that and get us our desired output at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what tuning is, right? So with tuning, we have all these inputs, right? How mm-hmm. are the bagpipes set up? Are we warmed up? What's the weather like outside? What's the weather like inside the bag? Is the person blowing steady? How long until we're on, et cetera, et cetera, right? When yeah. you watch Richard Park set up the band, I mean, he has a process in place. There's a definite system there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And the and it's the, and the system is really just a set of procedures that allow you to adapt to all those variables. And then yeah. what, what makes the pipe band game so much fun is 
uh, this is hard enough with one piper, right? <laughs> now we're trying multiple, to, right? Yeah. <laughs> and now, like you know, Richard's got twenty-five guys um, that he's getting to sound like one uh, for mm. the length of a five to seven-minute performance. It's really amazing. Yeah, that would, uh, absolutely it is. Yeah, and then I'll just and then I'll just fill that fill that in and just say like I feel like Richard used to be one of the only guys that could pull that off, and now it's so exciting, right? Like the top oh, ten yeah. bands the top 10 bands in the world are like catching on about mm. this. And and so we have this like incredibly high um, standard of play. Now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's incredible. Continue. Yeah. So I have to ask you then possibly a bit of a stupid question here. All right. We get asked constantly on the show about equipment. You know, should I spend thousands of dollars on a set of pipes? Will I sound like a player at the Glymphitic if I spend this 15 grand on this set, of whatever pipes? Um, does equipment really affect sound in a huge way? You know, if you spend thousands. Yeah. So it's a good question. I, I think if you're talking about just the pipes themselves, mm. um, it's amazing the quality of sound that you can get uh, for not a super huge investment. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, and Colin McClellan was making this point um, during our interview as well. It's really kind of amazing. Uh, mm. People can, people can acquire an instrument, you know, uh, for just like a thousand dollars, maybe slightly more, but that mm-hmm. same instrument uh, can be seen winning the Glenfiddich or winning the worlds. Like the the there actual the actual yeah. instrument itself isn't uh, so urgent. However, hmm. all of the configuration choices that you make uh, with yeah. your instrument, like what bag are you going to use? Are you going to use a moisture control system? Uh, that's that's one of the big ones. Hmm. Uh, th- those choices can absolutely play a huge role in the in the whether or not the tuning will hold mm-hmm, whether mm-hmm. whether or not the tonal quality will be rich and vibrant uh and yeah, yeah uh so all of those things you know uh it it definitely plays a big role for like the most obvious example is when mm-hmm. you see the, when you see the world championships the vast majority of those bands are playing very simple setups with high bags Yes. Many of them are playing cane drone reeds. Now that's like, from a configuration standpoint, mm-hmm. that's like polar opposite from what you'll see at the Glenfiddich, where most players are playing uh, synthetic setups with moisture control systems. It's yes. two very different games. And they they mm. choose those configurations for very specific tuning and tonal reasons. Right. I see. Yeah. Because yeah. two completely different scenarios, different venues, even conditions all of that. Exactly. Yeah. So it just depends on what you want to achieve, I guess. Yeah. Exactly right. That's exactly right. And and uh if if we want if I wanted to give some blanket advice to beginners and intermediates, mm-hmm. right? Like when in doubt, uh stick with a simple setup. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The less that, bells and whistles, the less you have to control. Yeah. yeah. Well and, and the less that's exactly right. And the less mm-hmm. that can interfere conceptually, the less that will interfere with you learning the essentials of uh, tuning and tonal production and uh yeah there you go yeah and we can concentrate on what's going on in the chanter then and get the finger work right exactly yeah when the exactly. sound looks after itself <laughs> although uh although that what you said just triggered me a little bit which Uh-oh. is uh which is uh d- during the course you know it really sort of sunk in with me um and i'm a real lover of bagpipe tone and tuning like yeah i would almost rather do that than uh, work on my finger work almost. But um, I think it's really fast. It's a really fascinating um, thing that you see out in the world, right? Especially with learning bagpipers, 
Mm-hmm. Um, like when you play the bagpipe, there's very clearly like two sides of the equation, right? There's the tone and tuning side. Mm-hmm. And then there's the fingerwork side. So the, over the on plan. the plan, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So over on the fingerwork side, we've got all the tunes and the embellishment and the phrasing. Mm-hmm. And it's just really funny how you don't have to. You typically don't have to um, tell players that they want to work on their fingerwork and their tunes. Like, yeah. ooh, I want more tunes. I want more tunes. I want <laughs> more embellishments. Let's play it faster. Let's dial <laughs> yeah. in the fingerwork. You know, let's work on it. Let's do that yeah. cool that cool new tune but it's just really weird that that is so straightforward and obvious for people but then over on the tone and tuning side it's not obvious that you should be continually practicing and developing the tuning skills mm. and like the tuning virtuosity right so yeah we're talking yeah. about we're talking about it's a little bit tricky to get the bass in tune with the tenor right absolutely but like but yeah. people spend less than one percent of their time practicing that but they're totally happy to allocate like 98% of their practice time on that new hot jig. Yeah. I'm guilty you know? of that. hundred percent. I'm guilty. Of or that. like, or, yeah. or uh, <laughs> I'd like, oh, my instructor told me I got to do Taylor with exercises for 30 minutes a day. So, so we're in there, we're working on the Taylor's, but like mm-hmm. we can, we can do the same thing with our tuning. We can practice just, just practice yeah. tuning the drones practice. As you were saying, like, uh, it sounds like you and Andrew are working on some pressure variance uh, te- uh, yeah. testing to get the drone in tune. Like, mm-hmm. cool. Like, like practice that. That's really, maybe it's because it's not super exciting that we don't gravitate towards that. But mm. I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just because I'm older now, but like, it's super exciting <laughs> it, when you get to listen to some of these top bands up close and you hear them really nail that tuning and the tone. Oh, yeah, it's like, for sure. I almost yeah. like, like, I don't really mind what they're playing. It's, you know, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's just of, the sound element of it is exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I don't know, this course is very exciting and I, you know, the amount of information that's here. I can't oversell it, you know. Uh, so I know this sounds like a huge advertisement, and me and you are, are we're geeking out right now over sound and everything. Yeah. Uh, so I would encourage our listeners to definitely go and check the link that's in the show notes right now. So pipersdojo.com forward slash tuning. Go and check it out. And uh, I think you have various different like special offers and things on at the moment. So depending on when this podcast releases, of course, go and check it out. It's all full information up there now where you can go yeah, and enroll. So- it's yeah, very exciting stuff. October 22nd, that's um, that's the day that our sort of opening special ends. So uh, yeah. if we hopefully the episode comes out before then uh, and you oh, can get yeah. the um, uh, and hopefully you can get get in while there's still like an $80 discount there you um, go. for the for all the stuff. Yeah, it's like yeah. you're right, Rab. I think the the potential downside is that there's just so it's like really like an encyclopedia of bagpipe tuning. So there's a lot in there, but, but I think that it can be a great resource for you in the years to come, you know, Mm. as you, as you learn about tuning and. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So no doubt myself and my tutor will be talking about this in depth. I'll be raising this at my next lesson. Um, You know, I'm sure many pipers out there have experienced this, that you go to practice and you blow up and you try to set them yourself. And then your pipe manager walks over, makes a few adjustments and somehow they're magically just, uh, they're in tune yeah. what the heck did they do and then yes. you know a couple of minutes later they're out of tune and he walks over again he retunes and uh, they're back again it's like he comes over and waves a magic wand is it yeah <laughs> so this well, is what some, we're in here yeah so that's that's a very common 
experience and it's easy to come mm. to the conclusion that there's something supernatural going on isn't there yeah um, that's it you, you yes. think that <laughs> um and uh and in my experience that's not the case right so yeah. uh some people accuse me of having supernatural powers but really <laughs> uh it's really it's the result of practice right there you go um and yeah. uh and so i tested that theory as well by the way i just asked oh. in most of the interviews i asked the person i was interviewing like you know, d- did you have to work at tuning or were you just born with a special gift? And they all laughed and really? said, of, they they laughed and they said, of course, you fool. I was born with a special gift. That's what they all said. <laughs> no, there you go. No, that's not what they said. Um, no, the reason they laughed is because, of course, we all go through uh, uh, maybe not a super lengthy period of time, maybe a, a period of several months or a year or something mm. like that, where tuning does not go well at first, right? Like, there you go. Yeah. There's a lot of trial and error and, and you got to just kind of <laughs> commit to to getting it uh, because it. yeah, nobody, nobody gets that just like that. Um, some people yeah. have, some people might have a talent for mm. it, but everybody's got to work at it, especially with the bagpipes, because there's just so many variables. So Absolutely. Yeah. You got to learn that. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us on the show this week. And again, I do direct all of our listeners through to the website. Just remind them what it is again there. Uh, it's piperstojo.com slash tuning. There you go. You know, and we yeah. had before we leave, just be very careful. Whatever you do, do mm-hmm. not go. Do not. This is I want to make sure people hear me. Do not go to pipersdojo.com slash tuna because a lot of people have ended up there and uh terrible things have happened to them so do Uh-oh. not go to pipersdojo.com slash tuna it's tuning tuning, tuning. right tuning. we're talking about tuning we're not talking about a fish okay correct <laughs> exactly okay we want to we want to tune a bagpipe right yeah not not tuna fish not not a t- yeah we don't want a, a bagpipe made out of tuna that'd be weird yeah, exactly. Exactly. So just I just wanted to clear up any confusion. It's piperstojo.com slash tuning. Tuning. Perfect. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> Appreciate it. this is so exciting, man. And yeah, so yeah, we're definitely keen to encourage our audience to check this out. So there you are. Thanks a million for joining awesome. us this week, man. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks as always. Yep. Thank you. There you go. So make sure you don't get the wrong website there. <laughs> but thank you. Honestly, this is fascinating. And it's a great kind of insight, I guess, to all of the ins and outs for tuning and the intricacies. Fascinating stuff. I've been absolutely glued to all of it. And yeah, I'm going to be checking out more in the near future as I'm still struggling <laughs> with certain parts of it. But there you go. That's interesting. Thank you, Andrew. Much appreciated. All right. Now, we did mention a bit of a new story there and Watch the Crack that I don't know very much about. It's only really just been announced there a couple of days ago. Uh, with the National Piping Centre, in conjunction with the Princess Foundation, uh, well, they are launching a piping course, uh, which is Piping for Your Health. Yeah, now this is interesting. Now, reading what it says on the website, it says, In what is understood to be the world's first... The Princess Foundation has launched a new health program in partnership with the National Piping Centre that will explore the benefits of piping to those with breathing difficulties. Yeah, now this is fascinating. So apparently some bagpipe players have reported playing the instrument can be beneficial to the cardiovascular system and can regulate breathing, increase lung capacity and lower blood pressure. Referrals for a pilot scheme are being coordinated at the moment by the East Ayrshire Health and Social Care Partnership. 
Yeah. Now, I'm going to have to try and find out more information about this because this is fascinating. Now, in my experience, playing bagpipes, in my case, only raises my blood pressure because it, I don't know, makes my blood boil sometimes. And I'm sure you folk out there are laughing right now. Uh, But if there are genuine health benefits here, you know, like increasing lung capacity, lowering lowering blood blood pressure, and regulating your breathing. I could just about read this. Uh, So, yeah, fascinating stuff. So, yeah, they include in here, Piping for Health will will offer participants an introduction to playing the chanter and bagpipes, including breathing techniques, uh, chair yoga, hand reflexology, and what is this, Kwai Gong, which is a traditional Chinese healing practice, along with mindfulness and mindset work. This is fascinating. So, hi, shout out to the National Piping Centre and the Prince's Trust. This is brilliant i really want to hear more about it so yeah i'm gonna to have to get someone on from the national piping center to chat about this really fascinating new course yeah piping for your health i know some people that would recommend the opposite i give up piping it's bad for your health uh, it's not but a ball of stress uh, but i'm hoping you know if there are genuine health benefits here that then we should be exploring this more yeah and encouraging people hey why go to the gym just go to practice for a couple of hours <laughs> There you go. Interesting stuff. All right, let's briefly talk about, well, the biggest competition in the solo drumming scene that's about to happen this weekend. October 21st in Glasgow Caledonian University. Of course, it's the World Solo Drumming Championship. And uh, can we say that we're more than a little excited for this? This is going to be one that's incredibly hard fought for anyone to finish in the prize list at all. If they're going to finish in that top 10 position, yikes. Yeah, they would absolutely deserve a medal right there. So, 51 of the globe's best adult pipe band drummers are going to be juking it out for that title. Now, obviously, there are the usual names that we're going to be keeping an eye on. Of course, we have Stephen McWhorter. Because, obviously, he's going to be going for his 11th consecutive title. And his 12th win in total, if he manages to lift it. And that will bring him closer to Jim Kilpatrick's legendary uh, total, I guess, of 16 wins at the World Solos. Uh, so, Stephen, obviously, will be very closely watched by everyone in the piping scene. However, there are a few little upstarts <laughs> that we'll certainly be keeping an eye on. Of course, Kerr McQuillan, of course, from People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate, definitely will be in the running, we dare say. Uh, an incredibly talented drummer uh, who's been doing really well in the solo scene. So, obviously, winning the World Championships with the Boggies this year has been a huge achievement for Kerr, uh, but we dare say he will shine at the World Solos this weekend. So, looking forward to hearing him. Also, I have to give a shout to Garth McLees, of course, as well. Lead tipper of the Field Marshal Montgomery, who's had a stellar season with the FM and has also been doing great guns in the solo scene as well. Yeah, another name that will certainly rise to the top. Now, we're going to start picking out names and a lot of people will get upset that we didn't mention them. So there's quite a number of big names in there in both groups. Now, is there a, well, what we like to coin the phrase a group of death that you wouldn't want to be drawn in? Uh, I don't know. I'll leave that for you to decide. But the full draw is available now up on the RSPBI website. You can go and have a joke at that. And, uh, yeah, as far as any live coverage from the World Solos is concerned, though, we haven't been told that it will be covered live. We are hoping that there will be a film for upload model that the RSPBI have done in the past. Uh, 
I guess we'll just have to watch this space. So be, be sure to be tuned in on RSPBA socials over the course of the weekend, uh, both on their Facebook and Twitter, and hopefully on their YouTube channel as well. We do hope to see content from the World Solos, fingers crossed. But so far, no news at all. Uh, they have been pushing tickets and stuff, asking people you know, to go and purchase them and yeah, attend on the day, I guess. So we'll have to wait and see. But uh, as far as any online content from the World Solos, don't know, but as soon as we find it, we'll share it out here, of course, on the Big Rab Show. Yeah. So, good luck to everybody competing in the snare drumming. But we also have to give a shout-out to our tenor drummers as well, who also will be competing for a world title. And there's quite a list of tenor drummers involved here too. Quite a big entry, and quite an international entry as well, from around the globe here. Uh, so, yeah, good luck to everyone who's also going to be competing for, yeah, tenor drumming world title there. Excellent stuff. All right, so good luck, everybody there involved at the solos. Yeah, have a good tune. And uh, not only to our drummers, but also to the pipers, who sometimes can be a bit of an unsung hero uh, for drumming solos events. Uh, Because sometimes I know some pipers can be playing for upwards of three or four different drummers on the same day, which is not easy, you know? So shout out to you pipers. You're helping support those drummers play some good tunes. Yeah, have a good one. Best of luck. Now, on the topic of drumming, before we completely move on, I have to give a shout to Flam5. Yeah, now Flam5 put this up on their social media, and I've been absolutely fascinated since this. Now, it might have flown on the radar, under the radar for some folks, but not me. I caught this. <laughs> now, Flam5 put up an image on their uh, social media and then said nothing about it. And on it, it says the Flam5 Drumming Club coming soon. Oh, what's that all about, eh? Oh, no, that's interesting. A Flam 5 drumming club. Now, if you're going to ask me for details, don't ask, because I haven't a first idea. Not a clue. So, hey, if you are curious at all, like me, you should be yeah, checking out Flam 5 on their social media, because I dare say there'll be further updates to come. That's an interesting one. Shout out to Flam 5. Oh, you know how to tease us. <laughs> the Flam 5 drumming club. Hey, that could be good. Looking forward to more updates on that one. Good stuff. Okay, well, I did kind of tease you in What's the Crack when I was chatting about Reed Maxwell's brand new book. Yeah, you might remember around Christmas time last year, we did have Reed on the show and we were talking all about his world championship win at that time. And he finished the interview saying that he was beginning work on a brand new book. And it was filled with all sorts of great uh, rudiments and exercises and all of that stuff. Uh, So, hey... It now appears that it's in its closing stages. The The book itself is called Taking No Shortcuts. And this book hopefully will be ready for release for the holidays. Now, we haven't had any official release date just yet. Uh, but, yeah, we know that Reed has the book finished. It's now printed and ready. Um, yeah, so as soon as we know any more details on this, we absolutely will be all across it and let you folks know where you can go and grab a copy. So yeah, an exciting new book for drummers from the pen of Reed Maxwell called Taking No Shortcuts. Yeah, that's an exciting release right there. So as soon as we know more, we'll let you know. Uh, but mm, yeah, we're going to be across that, of course, whenever it drops. But you should be too. So go and check them out on social media and you'll catch that announcement as it drops as well. Taking No Shortcuts by Reed Maxwell. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Okay, I have to give a brief little mention to Turf and District Pipan, who are holding a uh, coffee morning, actually. Yeah, this is being held in the band hall in Turf itself on Saturday the 28th of October from 10am until 12 noon. And yeah, 
coffees. That's all it is. Just turn up for a coffee morning and a bit of a chat. Tickets are three quid fifty, and all proceeds go towards helping raise funds for the band's centenary uh, celebrations, I guess. So there you go. Call into the band hall there if you're in the Turriff area and help the band uh, raise some funds and, yeah, get yourself some good, tasty coffee. There you go. Saturday, uh, the 28th of October. There you go. Uh, we got an announcement there, um, well, just last week from Coulter and District, who are wanting to appoint a brand new bass drummer. Yeah, now, if you are interested in taking up the bass drum with Coulter and District in Grade 4A, then please do get in contact with them. Their email address, pipebandcoulter at gmail.com. Now, we have added them onto our, you know, Big Rab Show matchmaking service, of course, uh, but definitely give Coulter and District a shout if you are curious about lifting up the bass drum with them. There you go. Shout out to Coulter and District. Good stuff. All right, let's talk about some of those new appointments then, shall we? I have to give a shout-out to Police Scotland Fife, of course. Yes, I, yeah. as we mentioned in Watch the Crack, they've appointed a brand-new pipe sergeant, Craig Canning. Yeah, now, of course, we know Craig has been an existing pipe major of Luckily High School Pipe Band. He's also been a member of Inverarian District for the last few years as well. Uh, I think he was a former pipe major of Dysart. As well, that could be stuff that Rab got wrong. Uh, but there you go. That, so, this appointment, really exciting. Because we know that as you change leadership roles within a pipe band, that it can absolutely have a huge impact on the musical voice. Now, we're massive fans of Police Scotland Fife. Uh, we've been really enjoying their music there. And, of course, this is just ultra exciting. So, I have to mention, of course, their existing pipe sergeant is now moving on and continuing his role with the guys there at Burnt Island. Obviously, Burnt Island District have now been upgraded, and as a result of that, the rules behind dual membership prohibit him now from continuing to compete with Police Scotland Fife if he wants to continue playing with Burnt Island. Obviously, he's now chosen... I'm going to stick with Burnt Island and keep them going. Uh, so, hi, now that they've been upgraded to 3B, absolutely, we can't wait to see more great music from the guys at Burnt Island. Uh, so, yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things. He's been with Police Scotland Fife now. Uh, Barry Spears, that is, he's been with them now for about 16 plus years. Uh, so making this step then to go full-time with Burnt Island wouldn't have been an easy one, but... There you go. Uh, whenever you read the statements and everything that you know, everyone has put out on this from the band and the members themselves, it's really just heartwarming that this was kind of a mutual decision that said, right, okay, Burnt Island and District have been promoted here. I need to move on and help them. And uh, right, that now leaves a position in Police Scotland Fife. Who are we going to go to? And then the position went to Greg Canning. There you go. So all very smooth transition, I guess. So, yeah, fair play to Brian, and I wish you the very best there at Burnt Island and District. Those guys were absolutely singing last year. Absolutely, what a great season it's been. Uh, so, really looking forward to seeing Burnt Island and District in the circle again next year. That's exciting. Uh, but also looking forward to seeing what Greg's going to bring there to that role as Pipe Sergeant at Police Scotland 5. That's going to be really interesting there. So, hi, exciting times. There's a lot of movement happening there. I want to give a little bit of a brief shout-out to Drumlock Pipe Band. Uh, You had two members of your pipe band there just last week, uh, Jack McGowan and Matthew Brown, of course, who managed to meet royalty. Ooh, yeah, the Duchess of Gloucester. Yeah, had a a visit to Reaver's house there in Kilkeel, and a couple of members out of Drumlock Pipe Band were there. Uh, So, hey, just wanted to drop that into conversation, you know? Pipe Band members meeting royalty. The Duchess of Gloucester. There you are, class. (laughs) 
Now, of course, as much as me talking about the world solos and everything, this weekend is also the Stone Mountain Highland Games. We can't neglect that because that is a huge event over there in the States. Now, I have a bit of a soft spot for the Stone Mountain Games. I think it's, yeah, such a great experience. And yes, whenever I was there in 2019, it absolutely lashed all day and was nearly rained off as a result. I remember it. I think I'm now a proud member of the Order of the Rubber Duck. I think that's what we're called. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Stone Mountain Highland Games this weekend, Saturday, Sunday. I'm really looking forward to that and hoping that anybody who's going to Stone Mountain has the best possible time. But also, take a camera with you, snap a few selfies or even a few videos of performances if you can. We would really appreciate that. And of course, we will share them out far and wide uh, so everyone else can enjoy. So yeah, good luck to everyone going to Stone Mountain this weekend. Have a good tune. We're incredibly jealous that we can't join you. Um, but hey, you never know what future years bring. <laughs> so hey, there you go. Shout out to everyone there at Stone Mountain. Have a good tune this weekend. Good luck to you. All right, moving on. Another brief little news story. Uh, I have to give a shout out to Letter Kenny and District Pipe Band. Yeah, they're running something really quite novel. I haven't seen this been done before. Yeah, Letter Kenny and District Pipe Band are running an art competition. Yeah, an art competition. Now, the rules are simple for this. All you need is A4 paper. And, uh, yeah, get your entries in by the 27th of October. Yeah, the winner will be selected at a band class, which will be on the 27th. And, um, yeah, there you go. (laughs) Prizes include family tickets to the Santa Express at Oakfield Park. And there's a whole range of other prizes here, too. But that's your star prize right there. So, yeah, I don't know if this is aimed at kids or adults or everybody uh, but yeah shout out to letter kenny and district what a great i don't know that great idea so yeah letter kenny and district their art competition with the closing date of the 27th of october that's fascinating good stuff letter kenny interesting also for myself personally this past weekend i was comparing at a celebration concert the 70th anniversary of queen elizabeth pipe bands yeah, now Queen Elizabeth Pipe Band are from Castle Dawson here in Northern Ireland and yeah, haven't been competing now for the past 10 years. But Queen Elizabeth have been, I don't know, pulling themselves up with the bootstraps, I guess. And uh, yeah, they're slowly but surely building back up again. Now, we did see them playing at a few different charity events and functions like that, parades and things over the last few months. Uh, but now we've seen them in concert. Yeah, they were celebrating 70 years on the road and also celebrating being, well, reformed and getting ready to compete again. It is the hope of Queen Elizabeth Pipe Band that they will actually hit the competition circle next year. So, uh, yeah, we've shouted them out here on the show before, you know, about this uh, very fascinating resurging plan, I guess. Um, You know, all the tuition and hard work that's going on behind the scenes there at, at, at the Queen Elizabeth Pipe Band. It's fantastic. So, yeah, to be a compare at their concert there this past weekend... That was very enjoyable. I had the best crack. And uh, yeah, I do have a soft spot for Queen Elizabeth Pipe Band because that's where I got my start. Yeah, when I was just eight or nine years old, you know, dandering in through the band hall door following my dad. And then the rest was history. You know, that's where I got my start. So yeah, looking forward to seeing Queen Elizabeth Pipe Band and how they develop and hopefully hit that circle again next year. That's the plan. Uh, But yeah, it was great fun actually comparing at the event. Great crack. And there are videos, of course, of the full concert. You can go and watch it all back. And uh, yeah, that's available now. So just go and check out Queen Elizabeth Pipe Band on all of their socials. And that's available. Yeah, you can go and check that out. Okay. 
All right, uh, there's a couple of little news stories I want to briefly mention without getting too lost in the woods here. I have to give a shout to Kilbarkin Pipe Band, who managed to open the Royal National Mod concert. Yeah, did you manage to see this? This was all held in Paisley Town Hall. Uh, so, hey, that concert itself was absolutely blistering and had a pretty much a who's who <laughs> on there. But yeah, shout out to Kilbarkin, who absolutely played a great set. So well done to everyone involved there. Kilbarkin, what a great way to open that up. And speaking of the Royal National Mod, of course, the competition itself took place. And uh, right, let's get to our overall winners then, shall we? I'll scroll all the way down through the list. Congratulations, goes to Roddy McLeod. Yeah, Roddy McLeod, MBE, of course, uh, winning the senior piping competitions, the, the Peabrook and the March Respect and Real in the Premier Grade. So well done. There you are. So if you are interested in more details and all of that, of course, you can go to the bagpipe.news and find all of that. Yeah, it's all across there too. Oh, speaking of bagpipe.news and the National Piping Centre, I did mention that yours truly, me, I was on their YouTube channel on The Piping Show. Yeah, where myself and Dan Nevins sat down in a very noisy National Piping Centre and tried to have a bit of a yarn. Now, there has been some complaints online about the sound issues and stuff. And we do think that there was a bit of an issue with Dan's mic. Uh, so it is difficult to hear Dan on occasions, uh, but... I don't know. It was such good fun to actually be a part of it and be on their channel uh, to begin with. I've been a fan of the piping show for the longest time. So, yeah, fantastic. If you are curious at all to hear what Dan and I were chatting about at the National Piping Centre during Piping Live, and uh, yeah, you can go and check that out. Yeah. It's up there now. All right. Um, yes, we got a few questions last week, actually, on our Fuse FM Balamoney radio show, asking about Celtic Connections, where we did mention about the Bog Hall and Bathgate concert. Full details for that concert are available now on the Celtic Connections website. Yeah, just go to CelticConnections.com and you'll find it. There's listings of plenty all across it. From the 18th to the 4th of February, it's a huge festival with dates of plenty, with loads of gigs. And of course, the Bog Hall concert is in the middle of all of that there. So yeah, if you are curious at all, go to CelticConnections.com. Go and grab your tickets for that. Now, also, another show that we did plug on Fuse as well is the St. Lawrence Atul will be in concert as well in the Aberdeen Music Hall. And this is being hosted with Bucksburn and District. The concert is called Inspired, and uh, yeah, this is going to be held on the 27th of April. So that's a day for your diary right there, before I get in for dates of your diary. Uh, so yeah, St. Lawrence Atul going to be in concert, thanks to the folks at Bucksburn. That's exciting. Yeah, the 27th of April as well, so it's just right before the season's about to kick off. Oh, that's exciting as well. So yeah, St. Lawrence Atul, Inspired, in concert, 27th of April. Go and grab tickets for it, yeah. So you can contact any member of Bucksburn and District, or you can check out their socials uh, for full details on how to grab those tickets. Yeah, there you are. You're going to want to get them. All right, let's move on. I want to briefly mention the Force. Now, do you remember the the Force drum major display team? And we talked all about that whenever they were first established. Uh, well, the Force have put out on their socials that they're now, uh, well, offering a web design service. This is fascinating. Uh, So not only can they put on all sorts of incredible drum majoring displays and all the rest, but they're now offering uh, to design your website for you. So they're offering web design. They they can design you a logo as well. Uh, All sorts of stuff. It's fascinating. So if you are curious at all, and let's say if your band needs a new website or even a new social media presence or any of that kind of stuff, then get in contact with The Force, Drum Major Display Team. Yeah, they're offering this now. So their email address is webadmin 
at theforce.events. There you are. So that's interesting right there. We could see a bunch of new websites for pipe bands now in the near future. Good stuff. <laughs> All right. I think at this point, that's pretty much it for all of the news and updates. Now, I have no doubt that there's something we've missed, or we've probably got dreadfully wrong. And if that's the case, please do email us, bigrabshow@gmail.com. In fact, I'm possibly sure that there's bound to be stuff we've got wrong this week. But hey, we always love to hear it, don't we? Stuff that rap got wrong. Absolutely. Let us know. <laughs> all right. Okay. We've talked about world solos, new appointments, All sorts of stuff, but it's finally time for us to open the doors for one of the most exciting times of year. No, it's not the World Championships. It's the Big Rab Show Awards! (laughs) All right, it's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Okay, straight into this week's topic. And yeah, we're not doing dates for diary this week because we have to get straight into it. Yes, we are now officially launching the 2023 Big Rab Show Awards. You guys have been nominating over the last couple of weeks and let's say we've received... Thousands of nominations, not kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we now have it whittled down in all of our categories to, yeah, our finalists, which we're about to announce here. Now, before we get into all of that, the announcements of the finalists and all that exciting stuff, um, yeah, just to answer some questions. There's been a bunch of questions saying, well, number one, what do you win? Um, nothing. You don't win anything. It's bragging rights. You can say that you are a Big Rab Show Award winner. Now, we feel that our awards are really quite special because uh, they're not chosen or enacted by us here in the Big Rab Show at all. If anything, they're all done by you guys out there in the piping world. Their nominations come from you guys. The voting comes from you guys. So you do eventually choose your winner. So, yeah, ourselves in the Rab Show, we basically just act as a massive post box. We, we don't really have any control over these awards at all. And that's the beauty of them. You know, each time we run these awards every year... We're surprised, you know, pleasantly surprised sometimes to see some of the nominations and the eventual winners, uh, to see who you guys out there uh, believe are, you know, deserved champions in each category. So it's very interesting to see. And this year is no different. We feel we have quite a mixed uh, bag, I guess, of nominations and eventual finalists. So, Who are our finalists? Well, before we do that, I have to explain the voting for you. All right? Now, as usual, the voting for the Big Rab Show Awards is all done through our website. That's over on thebigrabshow.com. There should be a big button right in the front page. And, uh, yeah, it tells you click here to vote now. Now, as you go and place your vote, you can look at all your categories, all your finalists, place your vote. And then at the very end, there's a little bit where you put your email address just to verify that you are an actual human being and you're not a machine. Uh, So then we can verify the vote, count it, and then, hey, 
eventually claim our champion. Uh, so the voting then opens right now from the point of us recording this pod and uploading it uh, all the way through until the 4th of November at 9pm UK time. Alright? So, I'm putting that out there now. That's the closing date for all of your votes. You have until the 9th of November, 9pm UK time to get your votes in. That's that explained. All right. Now, you can vote as many times as you please. But uh, if we see the same email address coming through over and over and over again, then obviously those won't get counted. All right. So spam voting won't be supported here. Uh, And we can track, you know, that happening. So duplicate votes and all of that. Yeah, they you can't really spam the system. Uh, uh, (laughs) So there you go. Hope that makes sense. So voting starts right now from the point of this podcast being uploaded to the 4th of November at 9pm UK time. Alright, and then we will be announcing the winner on episode 356 of the Big Rab Show pod on the 8th of November. So, yeah, that's when we announce our eventual winners. Okay. Clear my throat. Let's get into all of this. We're going to announce our finalists. Now, I have to say, there throughout all of these categories, there was a wealth of nominations. So many people were nominated. People, bands, products, locations, all of that stuff. We got so many nominations. And honestly, to explain how the nomination process works, it's basically a popularity contest. All right? If we get, say for example, five nominations for Phil Marshall, and we only get two nominations uh, for... I don't know, Inverary, for example, right? Well, then, obviously, the one with the more nominations makes it through to the final. All right? I hope that makes sense. So that's how our nomination process worked here. We got nominations aplenty for all sorts of different bands and locations and things. And then, yeah, this these are our top list then, or our eventual finalists who garnered enough public support to make it through to the final. Hope that makes sense. Right. I've explained enough about how all of this works. Let's get into it. Our first category then was Most Improved Band. And our four finalists are Burnt Island and District. Yeah, they've had a great season this year. No joke. So, yeah, Burnt Island and District, deserved finalists there. We also have Letter Kenny and District as well for Most Improved Band. That's, that's definitely food for thought there, for sure. Yeah, shout out to Letter Kenny. Also then we have Tully Lagan. Pipe bands, yes, have had a stellar season, of course. Our current world champions, of course, in 3A. So, yeah, most improved band in that category. Well done, Tully Lagan. And our fourth and final finalist in that category, then, is People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate. Yeah, a lot of people talking about how the mighty Boggies have definitely improved this season. And as we can see, current world champions and yeah, are in there in our most improved band category. So that's your final four in there. Burnt Islands, Letterkenny, Tully Lagan and the Boggies. There you are. All right, so moving on to our next category then, which is Best Tenor Flourishing. Now, the reason we had to put in tenor flourishing for this uh, but in previous years we just had best flourishing because we knew that the term flourishing meant tenor cores all right but in the past and we've also received some nominations for drum majors in here so yeah but we had to put in that word this year best tenor flourishing we weren't referring to drum majors here so let's get into our finalists then <clears throat> right with each of these categories by the way we've whittled it down to a final four <clears throat> hope that makes sense so, our final four for best tenor flourishing are Inverary and District. 
Yeah, can't disagree with that. Absolutely. Uh, St. Lawrence O'Toole as well. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Their tenor core, outstanding this year. And Klaus Kelt are our next finalist as well. Yeah, I get extremely good tenor core there at Klaus Kelt, I would argue. Very good. Uh, and then next finalist then for best tenor flourishing is the Field Marshal. Field Marshal Montgomery. Yeah, so we have four grade one big guns in here. Now, I'm surprised by this because, um, you know, there's quite a number of bands all through the grades that have really intricate tenor drumming and flourishing for that matter. And I was expecting to see other grades get nominated here, but hey, I guess popularity contest, eh? So there we are, our final four for best tenor flourishing in Vereri, St. Lawrence, Klaus Gelt and Field Marshal. There you are. All right, moving on to our next category then, our finalists for best venue. Yeah, now this is quite a mixed bag here and a a bit of a surprise in here as well that I wasn't expecting. Uh, But right, let's get into our final four. Of course, first finalist is Glasgow Green for the Worlds. Everybody loves the Worlds, of course, at Glasgow Green. And yeah, it receives another nomination this year by public demand. It seems to win every year. You know, every year we hand it to Glasgow Green. Uh, so, yeah, sometimes it has come close, however. Uh, but, no, it's a previous Big Rab Show award winner. And here we are. It's back into the final list again. Glasgow Green for the Worlds. Our next finalist, then, is Levengrove Park for Dumbarton. Yeah, for the Scottish Championships. That seemed to be a bit of a crowd favourite as well. Quite a number of nominations for the Scottish. So there you go. Another worthy finalist, then, for Best Venue. On to the next one, we have Lurgan Park for the UKs. Now, this one, that's the surprising one. I was not expecting that at all. Uh, the UK Championships, uh, a lot of people, you know, they, they loved it or hated it, I guess. Uh, but I guess that might have been the conditions. But yeah, this year we've had great conditions and the UK Championships seem to go really well this year. So great venue there at Lurgan Park and a worthy finalist. There you go. Our fourth finalist then for best venue... And this was another surprising one. I was expecting to see the Euros in here. But no, Balamina Academy actually got a a nomination here, or made it through to the final, I should say. Balamina Academy was the host of the All-Ireland Championships this year, and it seemed to be a real smash hit with everyone in attendance. So, hey, a worthy finalist for best venue. There you go. So, your best venues uh, finalists are Glasgow Green, Levengrove Park for the Scottish, Lurgan Park for the UKs, and Ballymena Academy for the All-Irelands. There you go. Food for thought there. All right. Our finalists in our next category for best dressed. Now, this is a very interesting category. We got a lot of nominations for a wealth of bands across the scene. And we actually had to do a bit of research on some of them. Uh, that we were like, well, who are they? Uh, so we did have to go and have a look at some of these. Uh, but again, the popularity competition kicked in and the amount of nominations really paid dividends here. So our final four for best dressed are the Simon Fraser University, SFU, yes. We also have the City of Angels, Pipe Band as well, receiving the nomination there for the final. There you go. Good stuff, City of Angels. Uh, then moving on, we have the Police Scotland and Federation. Yes. Oh, do you know, I do love their tartan, actually. Yeah. Police Scotland and Federation. There you go. Uh, finalist when best dressed. And then our fourth finalist then is the Royal Army of Oman. 
Yes, really distinctive this year. You could absolutely spot them from across the park with those crimson tunics on. Very, very cool. Uh, so there you go. That's your four finalists there. SFU, City of Angels, Police Scotland and Federation, and the Royal Army of Oman. Yeah, four bands that definitely look very smart on the grass. All right, moving on. Our next category then is Best Competitive Pipe Band Medley Performance. Now, this is a new category that we decided to introduce here to see kind of, you know, the flavor of things right now. You know, we wanted to know what you guys really enjoyed this year. And we got a wealth of different nominations all through the grades, I have to say. It wasn't just our Grade 1 Big Guns and all of that. There was plenty of runs from Grade 4B and 4A, uh, especially in some of the final performances as well. And we were sent video evidence of some of these as well. Have a listen to this. This is my nomination. We've got loads of those. And they were great, actually. Got a few nominations for 3B and 3A as well. And we got a load of uh, nominations for Grade 2. But unfortunately, all of those grades just didn't receive enough nominations to make it through to our final. Of course, our final here, all dominated by the World Championships and in Grade 1. So that's no surprise, really, I guess. All right, so let's go through our final four uh, for Best Competitive Band Medley Performance. Our finalists are People's Ford, Bog Hall and Bathgate. Of course. Now, this was their medley performance on the Friday at the World Championships. Really seemed to be popular with you guys. So, got loads of nominations in. So, a deserved finalist there. Our next finalist in here is Inverary in District. And their uh, medley performance on the Saturday at the World Championships. Yeah, everyone really seemed to love their Saturday medley run from Inverary. So, good stuff. There you go. Worthy nomination. Our next finalist then are Simon Fraser University. Yes, and their medley on the Saturday as well. Yeah, Saturday seemed to be a good day for medley performances, with Inverary getting a nomination there, and also to SFU, yeah, for their medley run on the Saturday at the Worlds as well. Now, our fourth finalist isn't actually from the Worlds. This one's a different one. It's the Field Marshal Montgomery and their medley performance at the UK Championships. Yeah. Now, maybe if you don't remember what it sounded like, well, maybe... Go back and have a listen to it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There was quite a lot of nominations for this, actually. A lot of people really seem to love it. So there you go. That's our four finalists for Best Competitive Band Medley Performance. Uh, People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate on the Friday at the Worlds. Inverary at the Saturday at the Worlds. SFU, again, Saturday at the Worlds. And then we had FM at the UKs. There you go. All right, let's move on. Our next category, then, Coolest Bass Drum. Now, this category... It's very hard fought over every year. We have a lot of very cool bass drums out there. Now, with some of the nominations we got in, we also got, like, you know, photographs of, you know, the bass drum skin, the shell, all of that stuff. So really appreciate those. Thank you, everyone. It's good to put it in context. Uh, So, again, it was down to the popularity competition. And, uh, right, who made it through to our final four? So our finalists for coolest bass drum are Tully Lagan. Yes, well, they actually updated their bass drum this year uh, to help mark their 100th anniversary. So, yeah, quite a cool update to the bass drum and receives a nomination here. Well, and it's into the final. There you go. Also, another deserved finalist then are the City of Newcastle. Yes, and we just announced their new bass drummer there earlier in the news and updates. So, hey, there you go. A very cool bass drum and worthy of a final spot there and coolest bass drum. Our next finalist then is North Stratton. 
Yeah, now quite a distinctive bass drum, I have to say. You can definitely spot this one from across the park. Yeah, so shout out to North Stratton. Quite a striking drum. Absolutely. Yeah, deserved finalist there for coolest bass drum. Our final finalist in this category then is Waken District. Yeah, Waken District have been doing a lot of stuff on social media and stuff this last while. There's a lot of very cool photos of their existing bass drum. So, yeah, absolutely. Deserved, I don't know, coolest bass drum finalist there. So there you go. We have Tully Lagan, City of Newcastle, North Stratton and Waken District for coolest bass drum. There you are. Food for thought, folks. Now, are you managing to keep up? Are you? I know there can be a lot of information there. I have to say, right now, if you are curious at all, you can go back and read all of this at your leisure and place the votes for your favourite on thebigrabshow.com. All right, so they're all listed there. So, hey, I'm reading a hashtag list on this week's show. It's the Big Rab Show. It's what we do. All right. Let's move on and announce some more finalists then, shall we? So let's go to Drum Major of the Year. Now, let's say... This is one of the categories that we received some of the most nominations for, all right? And they were nominations across the board for all different levels, uh, from novice, juvenile to senior, they were across the board. It was so many. Uh, So we had to whittle it down to a final four based on the numbers of nominations that were received. And our finalists are Jimmy Lee Wilson. Yes, so Jimmy Lee getting a final spot there in Drum Major of the Year. Next one is Catherine Spears. Yes, he's had a great season this year. So, yeah, well done, Catherine. Of course, we have Emma Barr as well getting a a nomination here. Well, she's into the final here. Well done, Emma. And then we have Liam Renton as well uh, making it through to the final list of, yeah, for Drum Major of the Year. Fantastic. So that's our four finalists then. Jimmy Lee Wilson, Catherine Spears, Emma Barr, and Liam Renton. There you are. Now, I have to say that if you didn't make it through to our final four, it didn't mean that you weren't good enough or anything like that. It's basically just a numbers game. You just did not receive enough nominations to push you through to that final four. That's all it is. All right. So omission does not mean that we're ignoring you. It just means that you didn't have enough numbers in the nominations to push through to the final four. There you are. So I hope that explains it. Moving on. Okay, our next category then is Coolest Drums. Now, I feel that this season we were kind of spoiled for choice, and it seemed to be the case when the nominations were flying in. Yeah, there was a wealth of drum cores all across the piping scene with really, really cool-looking drums, not going to lie. And we did get photographs of a good lot of these too, yeah, and a lot of them were very cool. Yeah, so let's get into our finalists then. Our final four for Coolest Drums. Kicking things off, our first finalist then is Inverary and District. Yes, <laughs> those distinctive Andante snare drums and the bass core as well. Absolutely, a cracking set of drums and a worthy finalist there. Yeah. Now, another set of Andante drums here making the final list for Coolest Drums is our next finalist, North Stratton. Yeah, North Stratton gets a final list there for Coolest Drums. Now, for those of you who don't remember what they look like, they are very striking yellow, bright yellow uh, snare drums and tenors and that as well. So, yeah, you could definitely pick these out from across the park. Yeah, so very striking, visually bright yellow and Dante's drums. Very cool, and a lot of people really love them. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of nominations coming in for North Stratton. So they get a final list there for Coolest Drums. The next one on our list then is St Andrews College from New Zealand. And yeah, let's say I'm an absolute fan of these. The finish on these drums, whew, yeah, 
superb. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go and have a look at some photos. There's tons of them online. Uh, so, yeah. St. Andrews College from New Zealand getting a nomination there for Coolest Drums. Well done. And our fourth finalist then, yeah, you guessed it, it's St. Lawrence O'Toole. Now, we seem to have St. Lawrence O'Toole in this category every year. <laughs> <laughs> they've won it in previous years as well uh, so yeah again their drums have received another final list here for coolest drums they're so distinctive that color the pattern and of course that sparkle and shine they're just iconic aren't they and they sound brilliant too so hi definitely worthy finalist there for coolest drums so to summarize we have Inverary, north stratton st andrews college and st lawrence atul for coolest drums Okay, let's move on. Best concert or live performance. Now, this year we do feel that there was tons to choose from. So many great performances, gigs aplenty, loads for you to choose from. But we've managed to narrow it down to a final four with our nominations. So, our finalists for best concert or live performance are Simon Fraser University and Generations is our first finalists. Yeah, as expected, I believe. Yeah, the big pre-Worlds concert, and it was absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, worthy of a nomination here. The next uh, finalist, we have Tully Lagan Pipe Band and their Centenary Concert. Yeah, where they had a wealth of bands actually playing alongside them on stage in the Bernavan Theatre in Cookstown. Yeah, I'm quite proud to say I was actually a part of that show. I was compare in the evening. So, yeah, shout out to Tully Lagan. Yeah, finalist in Best Concert or Live Performance for the Year with their Centenary Concert. Our next finalist then for Best Concert or Live Performance was the Pipe Major Frank Andrews Tribute Concert. Yeah, this was hosted by McNeilstown Pipe Band, of course, but featured the Field Marshal Montgomery, amongst others. And, yeah, the night itself was absolutely packed. It was... <laughs> A such a fantastic show. So good. Uh, so, yeah, a worthy finalist there, for sure. Our ne- next best concert or live performance was simply Project Smock. Now, we got tons of different dates for Project Smock all across the UK. All right? Loads of different gigs aplenty. And one of them didn't really come out on top. So, rather than just picking out one particular gig, we decided to give, yeah, the final spot to the band themselves. Yeah, so shout out to Project Smock, uh, who's been nominated for Best Concert or Live Performance. Because, yeah, Project Smock have done so many live performances, difficult to choose. But, hey, they're in here anyway as a finalist. There you go. All right, so that's SFU, Tully Lagan, and the Pipe Major Frank Andrews Tribute Concert, and Project Smock for Best Concert or Live Performance. Good stuff. Let's move on swiftly. Uh, Our next category, then, is Best Social Media. Now, again... The nominations for this were a plenty. All right. Now, we had businesses, we had bands, we had all sorts of news sources, YouTube channels. There was so many people and things all get nominated here. It would make your head spin. But we did manage to cut it down to a list of final four based on the numbers. So our nominations or our finalists are for best social media. We have We Love Pipe Bands. Yes, an incredible page across on Facebook who, yeah, their updates and that, yeah, they'll make your head spin. Just how quick they get the news out, I guess. <laughs> a definitely a, a very, very worthy source for online pipe band news and stuff, so go and check them out. We love pipe bands. Our next finalist here for best social media is Two Coats Productions. Yeah, now, for anyone out there who wonders, what? Who are they? Two Coat Productions are the producers of the Vlog Hall series. 
Yeah, they produced those incredible videos from Boghall this year. And uh, yeah, we've been really a huge fan of all of it. Uh, we've even had the shot on the show here chatting about it before too. But yeah, you guys really seem to love the vlog haul series and Tuco Productions done a great job and yeah, a worthy finalist here for best social media. Absolutely. Alright, another uh, finalist then for best social media are the City of Angels Pipe Band. Yeah, we actually got quite a number of nominations for these guys here. And uh, yeah, loads of folks out there seem to be really enjoying their social media content. So shout out to the City of Angels. Yeah, a finalist on best social media. Great stuff. All right, our final uh, nomination, or a final finalist, I should say, and here who received a nomination, uh, well, tons of nominations actually, is Drone Chorus. Yes, the YouTube channel, who I'm sure everybody is aware of by now at this stage in the piping world. Yeah, it's become quite iconic, I guess. And here we are, a worthy finalist in the best social media category. So, to summarize then, we have We Love Pipe Bands, Two Coat Productions, the City of Angels Pipe Band, and Drone Chorus. There you are. Now, next we introduced a category that we thought would be a bit of fun, and it has been a bit of fun, let's say. So let's go into Best Band Tent, or Gazebo. Yeah. So our four finalists are Burnt Island and District. Yes, worthy finalists there. Our next finalist is Falkirk Schools Pipe Bands, who received a wealth of nominations out there. Yeah, loads of people really seem to love their band tent. Yeah. And we also got tons of nominations in for Waken District as well, our next finalist there. So shout out to Wake. Uh, we were told that apparently the food and everything uh, provided at Waken District's tent is second to none. There you go. Uh, that was some of the notes we got anyway. And another one, uh, our final finalist in this category for best band tent or gazebo, are Preston Lodge. Yes. Apparently, it's lovingly uh, put up and taken down each competition by all of the parents and supporters of the band. And, yeah, it's quite a big setup, actually. So, shout out to Preston Lodge. So, there you go. That's our four finalists, then, for Best Band Tent or Gazebo. Burnt Island and District, Falkirk Schools, Pipe Band, Wake and District, and Preston Lodge. There you are. All right. Swiftly moving on. I'm firing through these rightly. Hope you're managing to keep up now. Yeah, but it's fun. I'm enjoying this. All right, our next category then is best new product or innovation. Now, I'll admit here, there's one in here that I didn't know much about. I actually had to go and do a bit of research on it. So, yeah, even I'm learning here. But a product that I didn't hear of got a nomination from you guys. Yeah, or nominations, I should say. So, first of all, our first finalist then is Flam 5 and their snare drum case. Yeah. Now, specifically the new revised model. A lot of people are really enjoying the brand new color schemes. So, yeah, shout out to Flam5. You've got a lot of nominations here for best new product or innovation. A lot of drummers out there really loving the Flam5 cases. So there you are. A worthy finalist. Our next finalist then in this category is the KA Tenor Harness. Now, this was the one that I had no clue about. I hadn't heard about this one before. But, hey, I've done a bit of research on it, and this looks fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. So the KA Tenor Harness, go and have a look at it. Trust me. Throw it into Google or your search engine. Go and have a joke at it. This could be a harness of the future for tenor drummers. Yeah, so that is an interesting one. Best new product or innovation. Worthy finalist there. Now, another uh, finalist in here is the Flux Solutions Bagpipe Humidity Case. Yeah, a lot of people really seem to love this case. And uh, not just for the humidity controls and stuff that it gives you, but for the indestructibility of it all. (laughs) 
I think on a few emails that we got was, you know, saying thank you for featuring this on a show where we brought Robbie in and talked all about it. Uh, they went out and bought one, and they said that the amount of times that that has saved their pipes. So, yeah, brilliant. I'm glad that that's the case. So, yeah, shout out to Flux Solutions. Their bagpipe humidity case, indestructible, and, uh, yeah, has a worthy finalist here in Best New Product and Innovation. Our next, our last finalist in here, I should say, is the Piper's Dojo and their premium membership. We got a lot of glowing reports recently uh, about the Piper's Dojo and their premium membership. Now, I know we had Andrew on the show earlier. This sounds like a huge advert, uh, but there are so many people taking advantage of that premium membership, honestly. And yeah, so, so many great nominations came in for it. So here we are. It's a finalist now for best new product or innovation. There you go. All right, moving on to possibly one of the most popular ones, and that is Best Beard. Best Beard by... All right, who's our final four? Okay, our first finalist then is Rory Black. Yeah, from St. Lawrence Atul. Congratulations, Rory. Yeah, so there you go. That's our first finalist from St. Lawrence. That's a new face in there. Yep. Uh-huh. Right, moving on. Our next finalist then is Lee Haggerty from Letterkenny and District. <laughs> go on, Lee. There you are. Good man. Our next finalist then is, is a previous Big Rab Show award winner, Gus Sickard. Yes, from Inverarian District, who has won the Big Rab Show award for Best Beard two or three times now. Yeah, so here we are. Gus is back in again to juke it out for his title. Yeah. And our fourth and final nomination for Best Beard is Donny Culver. Yeah. Donny Culver from the Memphis Pipe Band. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of people out there now are going, what? Where's Andy Fusco? Yeah, because Andy Fusco has been in the in for Best Beard now for the last two or three years running. Four years, possibly. Uh, he's even won it a couple of times as well. But uh, yeah, he didn't receive enough nominations in there this year. So that's your finalist. Rory Black, Lee Haggerty, Gus Sickard, and Donnie Clover from the Memphis Pipe Band. There you go. Good stuff. Good mix of handsome faces of fuzz there. Good luck, everyone. All right, on to the next category, Band of the Year. All right, let's get into our finalists. Our first finalist then is Burnt Island and District. Yes, we got a wealth of nominations for Burnt Island there for Band of the Year. And yeah, they absolutely have had a stellar season, and they're also very involved in their local community as well. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Burnt Island, worthy of a final spot there in Band of the Year. Moving on, of course, we have our current world champions, People's Ford, Ball and Bathgate, nominated in there in the finalist for Band of the Year. Of course. <laughs> there you go. Our next finalist then is Tully Lagan. Yeah, they received a wealth of nominations in there too for Band of the Year. Well done, Tully Lagan. Also, our fourth finalist and final finalist in this category then is the Field Marshal Montgomery. Yeah, a lot of people, yeah, sent in nominations aplenty for Field Marshal. So there you go. Band of the Year. Burnt Island and District, People's Ford, Bogall and Bathgate, Tully Lagan and Field Marshal. All right. Now... We are on to our final category, which is the Big Rab Show Legend Award. And we got so many nominations for this for folks all across the piping scene. So let's get into it. Let's whittle it down. Who are our four finalists? Well, our first finalist is Jim Sim. Yes, from the Midwest Pipe Band Association. A very popular choice with a lot of nominations flying in for Jim. So there you are. Shout out, Jim. You've been yeah through to the final now for Big Rab Show Legend Award. We also, ha- our next finalist then is Andrew Lawson. 
Yeah. Lead tipper of the Shots and Dykehead pipe band, who stepped down this year. Well, he's now reached the finalist of Big Rab Show Legend Award. There you are. Okay, another finalist then for the Big Rab Show Legend Award is Tom Brown. Yeah, of course. He's an absolute legend, of course. Uh, so, from People's Ford, Boggle and Bathgate, Tom Brown is absolutely synonymous with the Boggies and that whole teaching system then. He's influenced so many people through that system. It's incredible. So, shout out to Tom Brown. A worthy finalist there. Now, we also, in our fourth and final finalist, we have Kenny McLeod. Yeah, from Glasgow Sky Association. Now, a lot of people had real glowing reports to talk about Kenny, along with their nominations, saying about how much hard work he put in behind the scenes to get Glasgow Sky back on the grass again. So, shout out to Kenny. And yeah, a lot of people really seem to love him. And yeah, definitely a worthy finalist then on the Big Rab Show Legend Award. So, folks, that's it. That's your finalists. I know I kind of read you a hashtag list. If you are curious at all to to go back and read all of this, you can either press rewind on your podcast player or you can go and check it out on thebigrabshow.com. As I've said, all of this is now available for voting. You can go and vote now, okay? Go to thebigrabshow.com. It's all up there now. You can go and vote for your particular favourite. Voting does stay open until the 4th of November, 9pm UK time, where the doors will be closed, the voting will stop, and then the votes will be counted. Our champions will be crowned, and then we will announce them on episode 356 of the Big Rab Show podcast on the 8th of November. So good luck to all of our finalists. Now is the time for you to start running some campaigns and getting people to vote for you. All right? Direct them through to the website saying, hey, go and vote for us. We're not. We're in the final here. There's a chance we could win. I have to say, the only way for your favorite to win is if you vote for them. All right. Now it's a common complaint that we get every year. Ah, oh, my particular favorite didn't win, or my friend didn't win, or my band didn't win. Well, did you vote for them? Did you? Well, there you go. It's up to you. <laughs> so go now. TheBigRabShow.com. Yes, go and place your vote for your favorite, and then encourage others to do the same. There you are. Now, as always, if you have any questions, queries at all about anything we spoke about on this pod or any other previous ones, send us in your listener mail. BigRabShow at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll do our best to try and help you out. At address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com. There you are. We always love to hear from you. So, folks, that's it. The Big Rab Show Awards are now officially launched for public vote. And we can't wait to eventually read out who wins what. Oh, so exciting. So exciting. Uh, so it's been a wealth of work to this point. So I have to say a huge thank you to everyone on the Big Rab Show team who's really been muscling in on all of this. <laughs> Seriously, there's a lot of work behind the scenes between every Big Rab Show award. Uh, so it's just fantastic that we've reached this stage. We're getting there, folks. Just wait until we crown our champions and then it's all over for another year. But there you go. Hope you've enjoyed it. We've crowned our finalists. Time for us to move on. But time for you guys to go and place your votes. Now, that's it for the Big Rab Show pod for this week. And don't forget to check us out next week where we will be... Yeah, we'll be doing our weekly drone show. Yes, we're going to dedicate a full topic of the week next week to weekly drones. Answering your drones. All of us. Yeah, uh, we've got some juicy ones for you. And if you've got a weekly drone that you're possibly sitting on but haven't submitted yet, then please do. Send it in to us. TheBigRabShow.com. There's a big button right at the top of the page uh, where you can, yeah, send us in your weekly drone. Warts and all. There you are. Okie doke. That's it. 
we are out the door, door blah, even. I could just about talk. I'm distracted. I'm looking at this big list here and I'm wondering who I'm going to vote for. Food for thought, you know, that's a difficult one. Some of these categories, I just don't know. Anyway, right, I'm out the door. I'll see you all on next week's Big Rab Show pod. Thank you all for downloading this week and I'll catch you next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Check out g1reads.com for all of your piping needs. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all of the latest news and views from around the piping world. And also, check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be a part of the Patreon faithful. So... Until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.